Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, episode 120. Let's talk about Crossroads, and let's break down a Republic meta. I've had to do that intro a couple of times because I, earlier, when I was practicing, said Republican meta, and I didn't understand what the hell that was. Speaking of which, this weekend there was a couple of store champs and a bigger, what we would call a three-style-size store champ down in Indiana called Crossroads Classic the 4th, a brand new hope. And uh, Alex had quite a bit of quite a bit good run, but uh, not quite enough to make it to the final table. We'll get with, back with him in a few minutes. He drove all the way down there played for two days and then drove all the way home. So <clears throat> Alex might be a little bit tired tonight and we might have to correct him a couple times if he falls asleep, but he is joining us right here on the show. Also coverage will include tonight an, in an assurance that we are going to go over, keep going back over our meta list. And I have left the two videos we've done private, but I will be changing that tonight when I edit the show. I will be going ahead and making those public so that our Academy 101 series covering medalists and analyzing them will be officially public uh, for everybody to see. With that being said, let's bring in the host for tonight. Come on in, guys. Please welcome to the show, JJ. He now is a Lions fan because the Lions are doing better than his Giants. Gridiron, how are you tonight, sir? Been right, just wondering about the democratic uh meta. Yeah, exactly. Where's the democratic <laughs> meta? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird because I say Republican, then for some reason it just goes right to that Republican thing. And I, I don't mean to, it's just like a <laughs> like it's just a slip, it was a slip up. So when I was doing all my practice for it, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, just uh, just want to give a quick shout out to to the guys from yet another X Wing podcast that we had last week. Uh, it was a ton of fun having the guys on the show, and uh, just uh, just glad that we were able to go to a really extensive episode. But it was a ton of fun, and uh, they had a, a great uh, a great cast last uh, this past week. Yep. Also joining us tonight is Alex, number eight. How are you tonight, sir? You're no longer a bench warmer. Is like. We have you have to officially like change the name of your podcast. It has to say like the Michigan Benchwarmers and Alex or something like that, or the Benchwarmers and Alex. I don't know. You got to come up with a new name. Hey, though. Co Cody makes far more cops than I do. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, Crossroads is a blast. Always a great time. Uh, I got in eighth ish. Technically. I got all the perks of being in the eighth without actually getting any of the prizes for coming in eighth. So that was cool. <laughs> oh, because somebody dropped or whatever. Yeah, it was a great time, though. Met a bunch of people along out, you know, Staniszewski drove. So that was a fun time. Oh, yeah. You didn't even have to drive. That's that's like at first, first you always drive. You're like the driving guy. That's why he's still drinking beer, folks. He was drinking beer this morning, drinking beer tonight. Worked out great. He could drink beer the whole way home. You know, it's Indiana. They don't care. Turns out you can shotgun like Juicy Force, which is like a 9.5 ABV because it is delicious. You can. <laughs> this guy cannot. <laughs> I oh, probably could do a couple of shots in the morning, but I don't know, man. I, even that, like, it's, I, I know I'm a little older than you, but like those days are a lot harder for me to get behind now. 
that's it's carbs and calories. That's what your body needs for energy, right? And sugar, right? Sugar. Yeah. It's sugar. So 100% is what you need. You just got to figure out how to get some protein in there. Ooh, you could add some protein powder that has flavorless, and now you've got like a all well-rounded breakfast. I'm pretty sure that's actually roughly equivalent to what they gave the ancient Egyptians. Like the <laughs> or something close to that. But yeah, that was a nice four and a half hour drive. Five with construction getting there. So yeah, Sherman, it's actually about the same time frame from Detroit to there as it is from Grand Rapids to here. So wow. It's it's a it's weird because of where it's at in Indiana. Um and how you get there. So I can't believe you guys did it in because did you guys come down Friday morning or Friday night? Uh, I thought it was like Friday afternoon. I think we got there around like seven or so, maybe a little bit earlier, six. And I went to Zach Bart's house. Very nice, very fancy house and hung out with a bunch of excellent people. Two other people there were going to fly scum. So that was a shock. Meeting the other half of the scum field. <laughs> <laughs> I know that the um, Crossroads Classic actually had quite a few scum players um, in it comparatively. Uh, so I I think that is a way. Um, and actually, to begin the episode tonight, we, we, we're not. We'll cover your list and we'll cover your run, and, and we we could kind of talk through some of that. But what I wanted to do is I want to talk open the show up by talking a little bit about scum, and I know this is kind of a little unscheduled. And and I I feel I feel we we it's about time we had this conversation because I think we've talked a little bit about this before because Duncan Howard has made cut with a weird scum list and um, has won with another tournament with one and we've seen kind of the rise in scum and serve championships but we haven't seen a ton of it when it comes to larger tournaments now this tournament was what forty two to forty six people it was forty nine people forty nine okay yeah so forty nine people total. And so I would consider this close to what we would call a normal world qualifier, right? Like in this, actually, in my opinion, this, this is not as many as we had right after COVID. Cause I think we had, I don't know. I swear we had like 90 or something like that. Right. It was actually going to be like one of those world qualifier events, but the emails they would send to AMG, like got trapped in the spam folder. So it never like they can communicate fast enough. And then they eventually figured it out. Uh, so next year, they believe it's going to be whatever rough equivalent of a world qualifier will be. Yeah, because that store can hold like almost 100 people, if I remember right. Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure all huge the stores have been like close to 100 people. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, the first one I ever went to was like, I think over 90 people or something like that. It was like right around there. Because that's when I actually first met some of the some of you guys in terms of tournament wise um, was at Crossroads because I went down with Corey and Zach and Matt and sean i think um so yeah, i think in um a big indiana regional uh 1.0 that's where stan Azuski, like he won that regional was like over 100 people and then he brought that list to worlds and like topped aided possibly fourth <laughs> i don't recall that was many years ago so like yeah. six years ago or so oh uh, yeah as for packs, so I don't, I Sherman, I'm on the fence. Essentially, if they sell out, I'm not going to be going. If it depends on what happens with my daughter, um, will depend on if I'm able to go or not. So, 
My daughter, I guess, I don't know if we announced that last week. Officially, my daughter is having surgery to have the tumor and the and her kidney removed um, this Tuesday. So um, depending on we're given basically a month recovery, and then it just kind of depends if the wife lets me travel after that. Um, so my ultimate goal was I would like to go to PAX, especially because Yaxby is going to be there, and I want I want to hang out with Matt, and or not Matt, Chris and Pete. Um, but... I can't, I just can't commit to anything right now, <clears throat> unfortunately. So, Alex, are you going to PAX? JJ, PAX, either of you? Yeah. Um, since my situation has changed, you know, personally, I am definitely heading out to PAX. All right. So, JJ will represent us at minimum. Alex, if I go, you should go with me. It might be a fun uh, road trip. We're taking my car, though. We're not taking yeah, your car. Yeah, if you're driving, <laughs> I could probably do it. I don't want to drive to PAX again. That's a long, long drive. We could fly. I mean, Flying you live right is by. really expensive. I was looking at those tickets. I'm like, I can't afford that. And then I remembered trains exist, and that was mm. semi-affordable, but it's like a 26-hour train ride. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I think I'd well, rather I mean, drive. You'll also have my car there, too. So that, and, I mean, if you guys need to drive around, you got me. Well, you know, I go nowhere, JJ. So I'm last time we just went to wherever everybody went to eat. So that's true. But that is true. If you are going, you could pick us up from the airport and then I won't have to pay the rent of the vehicle. Yes, um, exactly. I would love to go, but ugh, money is a little, not like tight, but it's a big investment. Yeah. All right. Well, signed to set up a GoFundMe page for, uh... for Alex's. <laughs> Well, either which way, let's let's get into scum a little bit, and I, we don't have to spend a ton of time. I just know that originally we gave some rankings uh, for that, and we all ranked scum at the bottom, like absolute bottom. So the kind of the first question is: is we've seen scum do a little bit better. Um, I would now say, Alex, even if you were only nine and didn't make the top eight, like I I think a four and one record demonstrates that that a your list has viability. Um, in this meta <clears throat> and it does demonstrate, you know, that scum is not 100% dead, right? Like we originally thought. And so kind of the question is, is, is were we just all incorrect about scum because we were pissed they didn't do what they wanted to do? Or are we only seeing scum make re success because of the player base flying? Um, or is it because you're all determined just to prove everybody wrong so AMG nerfs it more so? One of the three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's it's a little bit of uh, player bias. I think that's best, the best word I could say. So essentially, you know, there's there's a certain type of pilots or ships that people really enjoy to to play. And when they don't see any like significant changes to those pilots, then people tend to dismiss it as, oh, it's not good because it's not as XYZ. And they compare it to other factions in their power level. And they, you know, they see that the numbers don't match up. And because of that, they dismiss it as, you know, it's underpowered when you compare it to XYZ and stuff. And, you know, they go that way. Now, there is a little bit of validity to it. Um, Scum historically so far for 2.5 hasn't seen 
a, a big shakeup um, in its pricing and making more pilots available across the board um, that people want to see on the board. Uh, and compared to like what we've seen in the Empire with like the Battle of Yavin packs or with like the Republic with the uh, the Siege of Coruscant packs, you know, that have those standard loadout builds that are really good and really economical and you see them uh, really saturated through the meta right now. Um, and because of that, I think that a lot of people deviated towards those factions because they were priced competitively and they've been doing very well this year. They're very efficient for their cost. And because of that, I don't think that we as a community gave enough time to really take a look and test out the the scum uh, the, and really try to find what the scum meta would be in order to see what's good. And now that we've had some of the more veteran players like Duncan Howard, for instance, um, you know, do well with scum. And we're seeing a lot more other store champs that have done pretty well with scum and they have different pieces there. Um, you know, the, the biggest difference is knowing how to fly those ships, right? Cause you're not going to fly a scum list. Like you would fly a rebel list or empire list because they just don't have the same type of chassis. So you have to find the niche for that particular list and play towards its strengths. And that takes time and a lot of reps that, Typically, a lot of people don't want to give. So, Alex, thoughts? Yeah, so list building in Scum is very, very difficult because they they lack a lot of things that other factions have. They don't get easy double mods. They don't do a lot of like super nice things. Like you know, they're not. Uh, getting free target locks right in Republic or uh, just having a, a ton of like various modifications that you get in resistance. You don't have double tapping uh, or token sharing really like the rebels have. Uh, and they're not super AC like FO. So it's like it's really uh, difficult to like build something really good because the the loadout's not really there, and the chassis aren't great. Like, your small base three-die gun is a Fang Fighter, which are cool, but they only got four hull. Um, and they have to be at range one, and that's very bad. And if they get blocked, that's super, super bad. Uh, otherwise, you just don't have firepower. <laughs> I mean, you have uh, the YV. Like, that's, uh, you know, Afro's really, really good. Um, and, you know, Lanzarazi's okay. Uh, the Rogues are probably, like, overall the best chassis in terms of, like, pilots you can bring. And that's, uh, that's not good when that happens. Uh, but they got, like, a bunch of really awkward point costs, right? They have a good three-point ship in <clears throat> Lima. And all the other ones, like, drop off pretty hard after that. So you're not taking multiple three-point ships like you would in other factions. Uh, and then you just got a glut of ships at six. You got like Dangar, you got Fen, you got Afra. Uh, technically, Han Solo is also six points. I, I still don't believe in the, the YTs at all. But, you know, I guess Lebo six points. So you have like a weird point distribution. Your two point ship is Bosk in the Z, which isn't like. It's Sabine. not Sabine. It's not Sabine. <laughs> it's not BB 8. Um, you know, it, and it's it's good. I mean, but I I'm 
maybe on the fence that CIS is just as bad as scum, if not slightly worse. But I don't, I, I still believe that scum is like way below the power curve. And you have to take something super off the wall and not intuitive in order to even do really well. Or you can be duck an hour and just, you know, do really well by yourself. Because, uh, like, Mando, mathematically, is super good. Um, but not but without he's the only grades. one I've, had success, I've seen success with. Because uh, every time I play Mando, he dies super fast. Or I just shoot him with one chip. It's not that hard. He doesn't get an ability. He only goes straight, too. By the way, stress him out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been a scum player. I love scum. Didn't play him too much in 2.5 because I don't find Rook Bulba Kanan terribly interesting. But now they're just a giant dumpster fire. I love everything about it. I love doing 1.0 shenanigans in 2.5. Yeah. So I don't know. And it's, that's my, the, I, I still agree with you that there is an under there, there's things that are overcosted, And, and again, like to me, it wouldn't be better to just remove some of the more problematic uh, crew that like, like they don't like not there's outside of Boba. Nobody's got really pilot abilities that are such an insane amount in standard, you know, in, in, I will say in extended, we do have a little bit more viability, right? You know, with some of the, 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 the uh, ship pilots, right? But in standard, we don't. Like, there really isn't that piece in scum standard. Like, and hence why we've not done a meta scum list, because they don't really exist. It's just, it's not a thing. There's meta pieces, but it's not like a staple, you know, uh, a faction where you could just go through and like it's like Hans in 80% of the lists and Luke's in every single list or should be in every single list I think we don't have that you don't take Fen in every list that that's not logical which I think AMG would argue and say well hey this is great right you guys have a bunch of different things you can do but they are not together they aren't competitive very often Um, they don't have a centerpiece list like you would like Han Solo yeah, or like a Poe or something, or Vader. They don't have a centerpiece, and like Fen is good, but the fourteen points around Fen that you bring aren't going to bring the fourteen points worth. Like Fen Raul gets points. The other ships around there, I don't think you can adequately build something good enough to uh, cover the heat on Fen. No, and you don't get Dirge and Cad in the same vein that you get them in CIS, right? So they're even like, um. Like Cad Bane's ability is pretty cool, but can you imagine if you were in a list where half your ships are going to die anyway, and you just know it because you're flying scum? And like I, you I had... honestly rather have scum Cad than Separatist Cad. Really? Oh, yeah, I like that, that ability is huge, and the ability to take scum crew is major. Sure, I mean, but that's what we're saying. If we got rid of scum crew, the the problem the problem child ones, we could play with points on some of these other ships a lot easier. And like I, I don't really say why we don't have at least one uh, M3A. Just give me one M3A. That's two points for Christ's sake. You know, like why do I have to have Bosk? Why can I not have an M3A instead of Bosk? I guess my three-point foreman approach. Mm, yeah, so carry my whole team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the overseer Yushin, three points. What a what mm. a what a steal. 
Um, so, so the, the, really, the last question, and then we can kind of move on off of this. We don't need to spend all night like doing this. But the next, the the, the bigger question then is is so are we seeing again? We go back to are we seeing more scum do a little bit better because it's a store champ, and either some of the people in that store champ may have already won some stuff and they don't care. So they're flying whatever they want. Right. Um, or, and again, I don't like, I don't think everybody at a store champ who's flying scum is a Duncan Howard. Right. I think that's, that's not a thing. Um, but are, uh, do we just see it because store champs have a different meta and the scoring points? Cause there's less rounds. It's not the same feel as you get like at a larger tournament where we have cuts and all these other things. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, for most store champs, they tend to be a lot shorter than, you know, if you're going to like a, a regional event and by regional, I mean, like going to like a PAX or Nova, for instance, where you have to do like a, a day two and then a cut and there's a lot more strain mentally on you for that. Whereas, you know, a store champ is just typically four rounds and maybe the occasional cut if there is any. Um, I think that it's much easier to get in a good momentum with your list and if you get the right pair ups you can you know very easily make you know the top of that list in the in the store championship i think that's a lot better i think it's much harder to pull that off in like a bigger event so yeah i think um i'm semi-active in like scum list building forums on various discords right and people are uh, starting to realize that, like, oh man, Manru is actually super good for five points. Uh, Afra is really good for six. Lino is really good for three. How do I fill in the other six? And then they put in Fen, and I'm like, no, please no. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just like people are testing things out, and they're starting to realize, hey, there's some pieces here, and the the pieces you have, you have to kind of cobble together and hope uh you can fly well enough to bring them any sort of success or have some sort of extreme gimmick like mine does all right well fair enough why don't we get into our pattern analyzer segment and let's analyze some of these store champs So tonight for our pattern analyzer segment, we are not going to start with crossroads. We will get to crossroads, and that's just because of how I did the doc. Um, <laughs> and uh, but we we let, we're going to start off with Australia because I got a little excited when I saw a store champ go down in Australia. I think this is the second one. Nobby ran one, but I don't remember the name of it, and I couldn't figure it out. So um, if somebody knows what one Nobby ran a couple weeks ago or a week ago, I don't know whatever it was. Uh, if you could send me a message at plantingfacesyndicate at gmail.com or message us on Discord, please. I would love to cover that one because we don't see a lot that comes out of Australia. And I know yeah. they have a world's qualifier coming up, and I would like to kind of cover um, that that one if it exists. But this one was a C4, which in my mind thinks of dynamite. I don't know if that's really what it really means because I'm not Australian and they're different than us. So. Um, I don't know, but, uh, anyway, we had, uh, uh, they had a pretty decent turnout. There was, uh, three, three and ones and a four and oh, um, and so the winner for this JJ, what did logic dump bring to the table here? 
Well, logically, he brought in Rear Admiral Shernu uh, with Dauntless, Electronic Baffle, Agile Gunner, Darth Vader Crew, Death Troopers, and Ruthless. We got Captain Faroff in the Reaper with Triple Zero and Ruthless, Tomex Bren with True Grit, Plasma Torpedoes, and Ion Bombs. Deathfire with Swift Approach. Uh, this is the standard loadout one with Swift Approach, uh, Connor Nets, Proton Bombs, and then Major Rhymer with Ion Bombs, Barrage Rockets, and Sat Salvo to round off the list. Uh, this is actually really interesting. Um, the, the inclusion of Captain Faroff is really nice because you can... You can actually use Faroff as your objective grabber in terms for like salvage. He's actually really, really good. Um, if you're able to uh, grab a crate and then just constantly jam people on the way, you're guaranteeing that um, that free evade every turn uh, with it. And then with triple zero, you can stress out people, um, forcing them to either give uh, Faroff a calculate um, or um, or set up a death troopers uh, like continued stress on there. So you got to make some really bad decisions uh, when it comes to their so um it's it's definitely a really nice list you got a lot of beef for uh for ruthless to like chew through and uh and like provide those those mods for chernu and for Faroff. so it's nice well, i like the double ion bomb thing too i don't think tomax bren is brought for the ion bomb i think it's because you know that stupid sander loadout card is pretty good yeah um mm -hmm. but if you think about it if, if you can guarantee ionization and they did a stressful maneuver and Rax right there. Rack doesn't care that much about ionization. Like Rack's not super big fan of it. But Death Trooper is forcing them. Yep, you you're you you could do a blue, you could do an ion maneuver, but you sure as hell ain't getting no focus because yeah, you're, <laughs> you're yeah. getting rid of it. Like, I don't know. Like, I like it because I like the the caricature of the double ion bombs because I hate ion bombs with a with a passion. Like I like in CIS, a CIS player, ion bombs are like usually the death of half my list because not only do you know where I'm going to be, I can't even take effing mods, you know, yeah. and you can ionize me off a rock and it is not fun at all. And the worst, the worst though, is you can ionize me off a rock and I have to do the maneuver and I have to flip. And if you can block me and I sit on the rock, I then take damage and have to roll for it. I have literally lost a full health iron assembler to that because I took, you take the hit, you, you had to roll, roll a crit. What is my crit? Oh, direct hit. And there goes iron assembler right off that rock. So yep. doesn't that happen very debris, often. Right. Not, not an asteroid. What's that? That was a debris, right? Not an asteroid. Cause you only take damage off asteroids. No, oh, well, damage. no, then I took the crit anyway. I thought you took oh. the crit too. So <laughs> that's just the, that's just the debris. All right, well, guess uh, Tanner just lost this iron assembler before for no reason. Anyway, <laughs> that was. Hey, I, I I need Alex at every one of my games so he can go. Hey, that's not how that works. That's not how that works, Tanner. <laughs> um, actually, so this list is very similar to what uh, two of the top uh, people at Crossroads, Tanizuski, and the other guy's name who I don't remember, and I feel really bad because he was super nice. It's Velvet Buddha. Uh, yes, which... I, his real name I forgot. And uh, Andrew, Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, yes, uh, very similar. Andrew took uh, Procket um, Merrick because that's hilarious. Uh, Staniszewski took Valdskaris, and on our car ride back, he's like, "I think I want to swap out Valdskaris for Faroff with triple zero. And I was like, "Oh," and then I saw this list, and I was like, "Hey." 
<laughs> Turns out there's someone else that built this very close. He still likes Lurier over Reimer, which I don't fault him for. I think I'd still rather take Lurier. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. The triple zero, most people take stress, and you have to punish them for taking the stress, and Death Troopers is how you do it in this case. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's very good, and then you you can actually ruthless rack with like Fairhoff is a good ruthless target for rack. Um, so that's that works out pretty well. I, I really like this list. I would actually probably fly something very similar to this in Empire if I was going to do it. And us people in Michigan love rack, so we're obliged to bring it anyways. That is true. Well, the runner up. <clears throat> Has a similar-ish list. Alex, I'm going to give it to you because there's a ship on there that has something you like. And I was confused other than I forgot that you get the the boosting thing. And then I was like, okay, now it makes sense why they, they did that. Okay, so you have Deathfire customizable with just Proxy Mine straight up. Um, Just still really good. Still auto damage kind of sucks that uh, it's that expensive, and that's the only thing you'd bring on Deathfire, and that he can't launch it forward. Um, they also have Major Rhymer with Barrage Rocket, Saturation Salvo, and Concussion Bombs, uh, which is fair, and uh, really good against, like, A-Wings. <laughs> and you're, you're going to get that a lot in, like, uh, Rebels, so that's actually a pretty cool call. You have your rough standard Tomax here, Bomba Generator, Set Salvo, Barrage Rockets. You got Juno with Prockets, which is incredible. I love me Prockets, and then you can, you know, focus and then boost, which is great. And then Rack as well. A crazy Rack uh, with Tua, Hondo, Dauntless, Agile Gunner, and Cluster Mines. Yep. Uh, back when I ran Rack, I you always put proxy mines on on Rack. He's very good. Uh, people follow him to try to get out of his arc, and you just drop mines on him. Very strong. Hondo's kind of weird. Um, I guess you can jam Deathfire if you wanted to, or just hope your opponent is stressed or something. And two is good if you want to get multiple actions with Rack. You know, lock and. Then Tua doesn't really work well with Dauntless, though. But it seems like a fun list. I like Prockets. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's just... a it's a very weird um, rack, though, right? Like, I, I like the, I guess I kind of like the Hondo call. I kind of like it. I don't know, like, because, you know, turn one, every one of those ships can be taken to target lock, right? So you have, it's, it's, you have, and you're a big base, for Christ's sake. So your range is pretty big to coordinate. It's a little weird yeah. not seeing Vader, though, right? You know, I don't know. Yeah, you, don't I, know you know what's literally half the points of Hondo, too? Just Death Troopers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, Hondo Death Troopers, I think, would be more interesting than Tua. Hondo. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, the I, I get why they did Tua, though, is because, you know, once you burn those shields on Rack and Rack becomes damaged, then you can start, you know, doing the the red reinforce, you know, um, at the start of the Still Hondo and then get a reinforce. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I, I think what ended up probably costing them the win was that this, uh, the other Rack list that we covered is a hard counter to this, because if you're 
um, if, if you're going to uh, boost and take a focus um, or a focus boost for the pocket shot onto like rack, for instance, with Juno, um, that's pretty much the last action you're going to take with Juno. <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> that's it. You're done. So um, in it, it's definitely I, I would definitely like to see how this list does against like, you know, Han or does against like the um, the Padme arcs, because uh, I think that there's a lot of tools on this list that can really give those other lists a really good run. Yeah, I think the big issue with that rack is you just the the action economy on there. You you're giving you only have um three ships that can put output and one of those ships is only able to give output once of like a high caliber and so with a lot of this health in the meta, I think it's really hard. And and you're absolutely right. With, with against Padme, this I bet you this list does nothing. Like really. I don't know. I mean like you can hondo uh, Padme that has passive sensors. You can't do anything. Like you can only do if your charge is inactive. You can't do any. You can't. Be, well, it can't be coordinated. So I'm not sure if that actually breaks it. Maybe not. I don't know. Because normally you're like you can't take any actions because you passive censored. Mm-hmm. But maybe I guess that yeah. prevents you from being Hondo. So I don't know. Maybe hmm. weird. So somebody should look, look that. It should be a rules thing. JJ taking note. We we we're gonna move on, but um, should probably look at that. All right. Next one was out of Canada, Phoenix Rising. We had one four and zero, and four three and ones. A little bit bigger. This was, I believe, in Ontario. Our very own Brendo uh, played, and they played uh, up in slot number two. Um, and I found out I did not know. Uh, I don't know if this is T Hark Add One. I have no idea how to say this person's name. I know they are in a Nickel City Discord because <laughs> Brendo <laughs> tagged them, which I didn't know they played and got me their list. Um, So this one, I want to go over a few more because we had a CIS showing um, in this list. It was a little bit different than um, I would have normally seen before, and uh, I I thought it was fun. This must have been an extended list tournament. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I did not know this, but it's got Ketsu. So, I mean, kudos to RD or R5 Don for, I don't know who that is either, but kudos to you, man, for bringing... A three ship um scum list and and getting in in the top you know for that uh so obviously the winner is bringing something we've kind of seen a lot of um uh or I don't know I guess I won't say a Not lot much. of but we've seen a four four ship we we call it four ship um that it's just a different Poe than we normally see it's the better Poe it's the Poe I like more with somehow not adding two points onto him. Um, I wish Poe had double cannon slots because, oh my God, could you imagine proton, proton cannons on Poe? It would be so amazing. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah let's, it not, would be. Not, let's not do that. But, uh, we have Poe Dameron with Lone Wolf, BB-8, Ferrisphere, Overdrive, Electronic Baffle, and HLC. Not going with the droid that allows you to reduce your maneuvers and saying screw it i'm just gonna take a damage every time to get rid of my stress that's what i'm gonna do um i don't know if nobody shoots poe who cares i guess right you know i mean like you can use poe's ability on bb8 because it's a roll or boost action yeah so you can like roll and then do a two straight boost with overdrive thruster which is really exactly really good 
And honestly, the the one thing I'm actually surprised that I don't see, and I get it because you know the points don't don't let it fit. It's just not seeing spare parts canisters to give another charge to BBH, um, so that we can have yet you know another round where you can do that system phase, uh, barrel or boost linked action. Um, so that way you can um, like get that done early and then just clear the stress later on. I think that would be much stronger a Poe, but you know having Lone Wolf and, and Ferrosphere. Um, just makes you know pull a little more defensive, I think. So, but yeah, yeah. still great list. Yep. Then we have nine um with HLC pattern R6D8 and heroic Lulo with Predator Shield upgrade marksmanship and Kaz with Notorious Dead Man um the title and R1J5. Um, I don't know. I I, I thought that was. I think that's a. I it, it's I, I like seeing people be a little bit more aggressive and taking uh Poe X-Wing because we don't see that. We don't see that a lot. Um, we will spoilers, but we yeah, will no, spoilers. Yes. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I like that list. I think it's pretty interesting. They probably listened to that one podcast by, uh, was it Rathos who, who did that one? Yeah. Where uh, Chris, yeah. he was talking about the BB eight Poe. I was just not, you're not gonna block it you can't do anything against it so uh that's cool like it's, it's a good list i love me some lulo so i'm glad that there's no elo either <laughs> yeah bucking that 95 percent usage of elo and resistance lists well and i think in this <laughs> list you you want kaz because you want people to say like if you put elo instead of kaz in there or instead of lulo like it's Elo uh, is the easy choice to go after. Like it's just it's a, it's a very simple choice. Going after Kaz here forces you to take strain and and Kaz gets extra dice, so you're not guaranteed to hit Kaz right away. And so I don't know. I that's I I like the I like in the four ship list. I think this fits better than throwing Elo in there. So I don't know. Crazy, Alex. What? What Ketsu, what did, what did they bring and why do we, we've never seen Peli. I don't think I've ever seen anyone run Peli. So, yeah, and I probably still wouldn't, but you know, good on them, right? So, this list is Katsu and the Lancer with Fearless, Pele, a Tracking Fob, Contraband, Beskar, Reinforced Plating, and the title. Uh huh. So, Pele lets you. Uh, during the system phase, you can do an action on your uh, damage cards, even while you're stressed. So I, I guess you can like flip down a damage sensor ray or something. And after you repair a face-up ship damage card, you can roll a die on a hit. You repair another face-up one, which sucks that you got a hull breach. Or uh, if you get a crit, you ex and on a crit, you expose one damage card. Because uh, you're rolling three points. <laughs> so there's got to be some sort of consequence there. They have Graz, my boy, uh, Graz with Burnout Thrusters, Dead Man Switch. He's the one that if you shoot at him and he doesn't roll exactly two dice, you get a stress. No, sorry. That is that is not him. He's uh, Graz is the one that lets you shoot more dice if you're directly behind the person. I was thinking Victor. It's uh, while you defend, if you are behind them, which is the back half of their ship, you roll additional defense dice, and when you attack, you roll additional attack die. Uh, I guess burnout thrusters let you get there pretty quick. 
And uh, then you got Boba Fett with Maul Contraband and VTG. That's that's an interesting list. I really don't like that Katsu loadout. <laughs> it's uh, weird to me, but I, I don't know. You can bring Mando for two points. Give yourself an actual reinforce. Would be the only large base scum ship that doesn't have reinforce. I don't know. JJ, what did Jamie run? And it looks like we have a sync laser cannon dirge instead of proton cannons for yeah. once. I was going to say, yeah. So we got uh, Pre Vizsla with uh, Palpatine crew and Silvo- Swivel Wing, uh, DGS 047, uh, which is the HMP. Hold, hold on. With... Can, can, can you go back to that? That's all they took on Pre Vizsla was Palpatine. Exactly. That's all they took. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's all you need, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> So we got uh, DGS-047 with Hondo Naka. I got to say, I've been um, playing a lot of CIS recently, and I've been loving that little droid. It's so fun. Uh, then we got DIS-347 uh, with uh, Discord Missiles, Indy Calcs, and Intercept Booster. Uh, and then Valen Das with Outmaneuver. And then Dirge with Marksmanship, Sync Laser Cannons, Contraband Cybernetics, and the title uh, to round off the list here. Uh, definitely, it feels like a very good salad list, right? I mean, you got Valen and DIS and the Tri-Fighters, um, you know, being the only same chassis here. But uh, it definitely feels like a nice little hodgepodge list here. Um, that uh, that pre Vizsla build is definitely interesting. Something that I, I've yeah, never seen points. before. Yeah, <laughs> using all get. 14 points on one. Um, and, I mean, hey, I mean, you can guarantee a crit, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, no, because that's not that's not what he. Does, yeah, that's right? not what he does. Oh yeah, sorry. He's I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking Dooku. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the purple coordinate. Yeah, or because you stress actually. Yeah, you can stress somebody. So purple to. coordinate. Yeah, when they shoot at you, if they're zero to two, you can spend a stress or spend a force. They get a stress, or you can flip them for Sidious, or after you do the purple coordinate, uh, the ship gains a stress and a focus. Or you can recover yeah. a force, but that's not applicable on this list. Yeah, this, this I don't, I do not understand the previsible Palpatine. I, I, I like if you just need a force point, just take the the ten point one Savage. Savage. Like I'm, yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe they're using it to just force you know people to be you know like if you shoot me, I'm just gonna force you to take a second stra- stress. So guess what? But I'm telling you what, if you put four arcs on pre you only could give one stress out that's all i'm saying yeah because you're, you're probably not coordinating i don't think you're coordinating here like i don't know maybe i'm wrong but I mean, if do you, you need flip to over to like sidious pretty early you can just coordinate like dirge or anyone that moves after pre and they just do a blue so they just got a free focus like I yep you could, but it it also feels really expensive to bring Pre Bizla to be a coordinator. I'd like, say he was good. I just say you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. yeah, I don't know. Um, and I so I I think the reason they bring the DIS three forty seven. I see, and here this is again. Here we have Volan without maneuver, where we could have T eighty one. I I don't know. I. I mean, it's a choice, right? You're 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 obviously going to put Valen by himself on the flank, and then you're going to either force him to uh, force them to deal with Valen or deal with the rest of the list, you know. And uh, I mean, is it great? No. Just take shields and elusive, man. Yeah, it's right there. 
you get yeah. that recharge pretty easy if you give people stress. But hey, yeah. I mean, they they came in three and one, so we got to give them you know props for that. Yeah. But still, yeah. I don't know. Sounds like a list that we need to ask Crispy to run and tell us if uh, how good it is. <laughs> All right. Next one is from Poland, a place called The Shed. I had to uh, translate, do Google Translate to figure out what the name, why whatever the tournament name was did not make any sense to me. Um, so here we have, uh, it, I don't know. Uh, so I'll go through really quickly. We basically have standard loadout con. Uh, standard loadout Luke, then we have the Swarm Tactics, uh, Hera and Bodica, standard loadout Bodica basically, so um, basically everybody's I5 and 6 um, we've seen this list quite a bit the next one though is a little bit different JJ, oh you just did one, Alex, what is this list, cause that's not the Han I know, it is a roll list, it does have Han, Han does have Bistan he also has Swarm Tactics and Leia, <laughs> which is, that's interesting. I mean, it works well with, like, the rest of his list. Like, Leia's pretty good for a B-Wing, right? Uh, so, speaking of the B-Wing, he has Hera with Proton Cannons, Plasma Torps. Uh, the title, that that's the old exclusive to her, and Weapon System Officer. So, after you shoot the Plasma Torps, you just reacquire the target lock, which is really nice for her ability. Especially if you got a proton cannon shot coming back up, right? You just spend it, and ooh, I get a proton cannon. Yep, and you have Dutch with Sat Salvo, Plasma Torps, Cluster Missiles, Munitions, Failsafe, which is an interesting version of Dutch. I haven't seen that much. I have seen like a Cluster Missile Sat Salvo, but I haven't seen it with the Plasma Torps as well. And then you got Boy Garvin, because infinite focus between him and Hera. <laughs> Here, let me give you a focus. Let me give it back to you. You want to focus? You want to focus? Everybody gets a focus. But only between us. Yeah, we get it forever. Which <laughs> <laughs> is funny because do we ever see Garvin? What what show is he in? Uh, he was in the first movie, right? Yeah, New, New Hope. Yeah, yeah, but he's not like in any show with Hera, right? No, like I'm not crazy. Yeah, so like, well, why? Yeah, no, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I didn't think he was. So, like, they, we have the synergy, but Garvin's ability, like, whatever, I guess. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, he could, have been, he could have been in Rogue One as well, and Hera was in there, but, I mean, we don't really okay. see. Yeah. Okay. I did Star Wars media. I don't know. I know you don't know. That's why we weren't asking you. <laughs> but, like, uh, Swarm Tactics, do you just Swarm Tactics Dutch first, and then you, like, Plasma Torp with Dutch? I'm assuming I'm assuming yeah. the answer is yes because my assumption with this like style of list is that you are running Han uh, in, in the same way Dutch because neither one have like the most amazing dials right and so you could run them together for a couple of churns because sometimes Han just wants to one bank one bank one bank around a rock and just double shot um, but it's weird because Han's only gonna have one focus so like. I guess you have Leia for you. Well, you don't have Leia for the mod. That's right. Do you, I, I don't know what you're doing for a mod, <laughs> right? And being able to double tap. I don't know. I, this I list mean, confuses take the me. Focus action. Well, I mean, Leia here also just the focus. Okay, there yeah. you go. 
yeah, exactly. I was going to say, and Leia here also just guarantees that if Han needs to do like a, a red maneuver to turn around and come back the same way you went, um, that he's going to have a focus, right? And always have Bistan active there. So you can essentially set up your, your lane for Han and just go back and forth as you need. And Han can just keep on taking shots, right? So you don't have to like set like a set trajectory you could just go back and forth um, by an area so it gives them that flexibility there but beyond that it it still does feel weird to see swarm tactics on han i mean i get he's a large base but it's still weird <laughs> but still three i6 shots um especially if you just swarm like dutch i would say right because you can uh, get the shot off with Han and then Hera and then Dutch with Saturation Salvo on a ship that's probably has no tokens on there. Uh, I am that, not that be... sad saloing my plasma torp shade. That's <laughs> <laughs> for the cluster missiles. <laughs> yeah, you, you would never do that unless unless they never have shields. I guess then whatever. Well, I mean in range as well, right? Because if you're if you're a range three, then you have no choice. But yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to Crossroads Classics in Indiana. Um, a New that Hope. mislabeled as four instead of six. Are you sure? I swear to God, it's four. Six. It's six. I don't like I was it. Like Crossroads uh, four. All right, well, I don't believe you for now, so we'll have to look it up later. <laughs> I don't believe for now. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll prove here. I'll, I'll move it off the screen. There you go. Now you don't have to see it. Um. <laughs> Uh, so obviously we had quite a few Galactic Republic lists. Uh, they actually were more so than Rebel lists. Uh, not very many Empire uh, lists, but Empire doing very, very well in the cut, um, making cut with more of them. Obviously, also the uh, Republic lists are still up there. They're over like at sixty percent, you know, uh, performance value. So even though there was a lot of Republic, Republic performed very well. Uh, this turnaround of the field was Republic. Yep. Um, Republic or Re Rebels and Resistance, both at normal. Uh, CIS down in the toilet. Fo and Scum kind of floating in between there. Um, as you can see, I guess we don't really have to worry too much. But essentially, the top pilots flown minus. We'll just get rid of Luke because nobody cares about Luke <laughs> being up there. Um, Oddball and Jag being the top Wolf coming in at just after that then we had Temin, Padme and Anakin um so hence why we were originally going to do a meta analysis on resistance but I switched it to Republic since this tournament obviously shows there is quite a bit of viability um with Republic in 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 the uh whatever you want to call it um in the meta right now uh so as you can see we had a top cut of eight uh, Alex said there's 49 people total um, that ran in this the, the top cut of eight. Uh, we have Alex making it in at eight at a four and one. Um, we had one draw. I don't know why uh, if um, why they drew if he was just going to drop. Um, didn't feel but, like playing the game. And yeah, I guess just the guy didn't feel like conceding. I don't know. <laughs> just give it, give it to Stanny there. Let's give it to Stanny. Um, either which way, I don't think it matters. Um, Stanny and him, the, the draw makes sense when they were 4-0 um, for the day. Only one 5-1 list, or 5-0 list that made it. I can't remember this gentleman's name off Jack the top Matthews. of my head. There you go, thank you. Um, so, Alex, you want to cover the 
winner's list that was a resistance list over a rebel list, and it looks like resistance has definitely taken the field again a little bit there. Yeah, so uh, the winner was Biophysical, who's probably one of the best players on the board. There is an X-Wing. Uh, he's very, very good. He beat my local Josh, who still has not put his affiliation of Bespin Benchwarmers in his tag, and it <laughs> kills me because <laughs> he's doing well. And I'm just like, Josh, no, come on. Clicking uh, buttons yes. is hard. Come on. Yeah, but Bio's list is very interesting. I like it a lot. It has HOH Poe, six point Poe, which uh, has plasma torps, R2D2, Ferrisphere, uh, Marksmanship, and Crackshot. It's got Elo with Predator, Crackshot, and Jamming Beam because you have one point. Uh, Snap Wexley with R68, Crackshot, and also Jamming Beam. Uh, Jess Pava with M9G8, Baffle. And then BB-8 with Chewbacca. Uh, because <laughs> I guess he wants to be aggressive with the crits more so than wants BB-8 to live. But I also didn't win Crossroads, so who knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I like the HOH Poe. I've always liked him. I like him a lot with Overdrive Thruster, which he doesn't have on there. Because that focus two-length barrel roll is really, really good. And you don't need Poe's ability to do so, because you just link it. Um, I think having a six-point Poe is pretty worth it when you can bump up a three-pointer like Merle or one of the Y-Wings to an actual piece like Just Papa or Snap Wexley. And he flies incredibly well, and triple crack shot. Uh, I believe he M9G8ed Allo. And uh, yeah, he just crossed everyone. It was really cool. He's a, he's a good dude too. Yeah, it's it's a little weird not seeing Lulo in this list, right? You know, like, but I do I do like the the addition of the six point Poe because Poe's still a threat no matter what, and you you either have to spend your time focus firing him down, um, and you're not going to be guaranteed to do that uh, unless you are the same initiative and get to go second. So, um. I like I agree with you. I like the uh overdrive thrusters, but I think the question becomes in is you can't take overdrive thrusters, you know, if you're gonna take R2D2, right? Because right. Poe does have two has the slots for it, but R2 so the question becomes is R2D2 just that much better for Poe for shield regeneration? Um than overdrive thrusters, you know. Uh, the way he played it, it seemed like he, he used it fairly effectively. Uh, just mostly just to get the shield back and just keep Poe alive. Uh, it's very kind of a 1.0 mentality. You know, uh, you slap Ferris rear to discourage him from shooting him. You you put the regen on him so he doesn't die kind of thing. And his uh, one loss was actually to a, a Padme triple arc list. So it was in interesting how that came about. I believe the third round was... Um, salvage so that's kind of interesting all right the runner up jj what did josh or uh, does he like joshua i don't know what whether he prefers josh. josh josh or joshua but 
what did Josh run? And looks like we've already seen a lot of this before. Yeah, it's pretty standard uh, Rebel Fairs. Uh, we got uh, Han Solo with Perceptive Co-Pilot, Chopper, Bistan, Engine Upgrade in the title, uh, Battle Yavin Luke, Ven Rao with Predator, Crackshot, then Beskar Plating, and then Kiel Benzi with Lone Wolf and Concussion Missiles. Uh, pretty much what we've been seeing across the board for the standard here um, for the Rebels. Uh, still a very solid list, still doing very well in tournaments, and we'll, we'll continue to see this until the next point change. So. Josh texted me saying he's going to try a non-Bistan Han soon because he's been running Han forever. Yeah, I've been seeing a couple of uh, Kanan Jarrus Hans uh, showing school. up there. Old school yeah. Han. Yeah, old school. Yep. All right. Then our other top four list, uh, we have uh, standard loadout Han, standard loadout Luke, uh, Keel with Prockets because uh, that's what JJ loves, uh, Marksmanship Crack Shot Wedge, which I actually I I kind of like the crack shot marksmanship better than the predator version. I think um, predator is probably more useful in the long run, outside of the fact that if you get that crack shot off, like with with wedge. I mean, that's that's like, hey, you want two green dice? No, you can have one. Oh, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna tell you that one dice you rolled doesn't don't don't spend your focus. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna screw you over. Just just pick what you want. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that yeah. list is a little bit weak in like salvage, but having a crack shot marksmanship really helps in salvage. Yeah. Just to push the crit through, especially on wedge. Yep. And then we have standard loadout Sabine as well. That then... Keo uh, killed my Afra. Oh, I yeah. Have four health left with the reinforced, and he's just like, yeah, I'm going to roll three. It's two focuses. So, oh. And then I did not Oof. roll an evade. So Afra blew up. Oh my gosh, that's gross. I love it. <laughs> I hey. love Procket Geo. All right. So, I mean, let's just be fair here, though, Alex. That feels like just desserts because you are so pro Prockets to lose your Afra to a Procket shot. Chef's kiss. Oh, I looked at Zach and I'm just like, my Afra has one damage. You are going to kill her this round because that's how my life is. And then he did. Just. <laughs> You know, 11 damage to the Afra in one round, like four shots. Well, Afra didn't, she didn't, she didn't come back here. Anyway. She got more points blowing up than she did shooting people. That was funny. <laughs> uh, the next one is from a friend of the league, Velvet Buddha, Mr. Andrew. Alex, what did Andrew run? So we're having that uh, very common rack that we see. Uh, Vader, Death Troopers, Dauntless, Agile Gunner, Ruthless, Baffle. And then Procket, Merrick with Ruthless Marksmanship. Uh, standard Loadout, Tomax. Standard Loadout, Deathfire. And then Lone Wolf targeting computer, Lorier. There was a slight conspiracy with him and Ryan, uh, but he thought Procket, Merrick is hilarious and more fun than uh, Volscaris, which I agree. He is more fun than Volscaris. <laughs> Yeah, and you get the you get with the marksmanship. You're getting that if you if you get, get the procket off, you're getting that fucking marksmanship going there too. You know, I believe he shot um, Stanny with a procket and got four blanks and one crit, and then uh, Ryan just dodged it, which was very tragic. Yeah, that Alex procket. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like it. I do like that. Um. Merrick, that's that's a spicy Merrick build right there. Yeah. That's what that is. That's spicy Merrick build. 
Um, all right, let's move on to Staniszewski's list. JJ, what did Stanny run? So we got another Empire list here. Uh, so we got uh, Rack with Dauntless title, Baffle, Gunner, Agile, excuse me, Agile Gunner, Death Troopers, Darth Vader crew, and Ruthless, uh, followed by Volt Scarus with Shield Upgrade and Ruthless. This is the uh, TIE Interceptor uh, Volt Scarus. Then we got Tomex Bren. Uh, this is the standard loadout version with True Grid Plasmas and Ion Bombs. Lieutenant Lurier with Lone Wolf and Targeting Computer. And then the standard loadout Deathfire uh, with the Swift Approach, uh, Counter Nets, and Proton Bombs to round off the list there uh very solid list there i definitely like the bolts uh bolts garris and in this list he feels uh i feel like he he could have the potential to um to be a very big uh piece in the empire um especially if he gets help early on to help activate his ability uh just being able to uh arc dodge um you know at, at the start of engagement is pretty huge um if you can link that into like a like a his engagement not yeah. start of engagement that's huge yeah, yeah. uh so it's um it, it's definitely very strong so um i um but still a really great list here uh can definitely put out a lot of damage it's great Ooh, let me talk about this list. All right. All right. Is it, so I got to ask a question. Is this Will? Is this Will from Nickel City League? What's his last name? Uh, uh, Will Scott? Yeah. I yes, I believe so. so. Yeah. Is he, yeah. Was he a really happy-go-lucky guy that, that yes. wore a Nickel City hat? I, I didn't see this guy. I didn't. Oh, okay. Because I, yes, I know I'm who Will sure Scott is. But yeah, yeah. That's about he, right. Okay. Because if, if, with Nick coming down, that's kind of what I wondered if this was uh, – uh, 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 our 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 buddy from over there. So this is an incredible list. It's I would love other people to run this because they don't have the skill to play it because this list is bonkers. Um, so it has customizable Anakin Ida with Malice Predator HLC R four Tardy Computer, which is like a weird list of anti synergistic upgrades. You have Plo Koon with Brilliant Evasion, Debris Gambit, Chopper, and CLT. Ah, patience, man. Patience is so good on Plo. Uh, then you have Oddball uh, and Wolf, both SOC. And then you have Slider with Dedicated. And it's uh, it's interesting. I want to see... I, I wish I saw any of his games because that is that's such an awkward uh, like list to fly. Uh, but, you know, Plo Koon can pass off focuses if need be. Um, also, that Chopper Debris Gambit, known quantity, is getting a evade, which Plo Koon can also pass for a force if need be as well, which is really cool. Uh, typically, you see, like, Audi Gallia with just Debris Chopper, but Plo Koon has a couple extra points there. I'm still not convinced of Brilliant Evasion. But, yeah, it's, it's a cool list. I don't think I'd be able to fly that well, <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I think the question becomes, uh, I, I, I'm a little confused on the HLC being on there versus the Predator. Cause like, I mean, you, you don't need both cause you can't use Predator and HLC together. So yeah. And Malice just takes its crit and puts it back to a hit with HLC as well. Yeah. But I, so, I assume yeah. it's for range one. 
or range one or, if or you need to push through crits. Yeah, or yeah, if it's a crate dropping type thing and and you know, I don't know. I think malice is an okay choice per se if you are doing it. I mean, I will say like Zach from our locals has been running Anakin and he's pretty damn good getting that bullseye off uh when he, Anakin doesn't have a crate. So and I can see Anakin the- is different ability than the SOC one. Remember that because yeah. it's customizable Anakin. That's the one where um, after he or Obi-Wan uh, executes a maneuver, which is not fully executed because I don't know why. Uh, just execute a maneuver. If there's more enemy ships and friendly ships, you can spend a force. Um, it's more enemy ships at zero to one. You can spend a force to discard a red token. So, um... So it's a four-starved Anakin is what you're telling me. <laughs> well, not necessarily, because you're not doing a lot of red. And also, you have R4 Astromech. So it's... Um... Yeah, and I think that's where, where Malice kind of works out, right? Anakin is going to target, like, the, the like, more, like, ships with less shields. Um, I don't think Anakin to, is using to... his ability. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant Malice for Malice. Yeah, yeah. Um, in order to like regen those those forces for like everything that he uses during the system phase or um or you know uh, like getting the 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 evade and stuff. Um you can or his ability um just targeting those ships that you have a greater chance of popping you know the crits in order to regen your force. That's probably the opportunity that Anakin takes if not He's having taking those range three shots with uh, HLC and just relying on the force or focus um, to get those damages in until he can like start getting close in with uh, range one bullseye and have Malice and Predator to do some real damage. So, you know what is pretty cool? Um, Poe getting a free evade, passing it over to Oddball and Wolf, and then they can born for this that evade to whoever needs it. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I love Plo. I don't think he's good right now, but he's I, I don't know. I mean, he's a great six, support piece. Right? He's a great, so. great support piece. Yeah. yeah I also and- know uh, Will has been running Republic for like two years nonstop. So that's like his jam right there. So. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, this is a pretty easy one. It is standard loadout. Luke, standard loadout Keo, standard loadout Fen, and standard loadout Han. Let's move on, because <laughs> we've seen all these ships a million times over. Um, Alex, yours is the next list. I, you, I don't know. Go. I guess go ahead and quickly go over it. We just went over this last week. We went over we? it last week. Yeah. Yes, we can yeah. skip it. Let's just skip it. That, that's fine. If you, there you go. If you haven't listened to the show, last week we covered this with detail on how to play the stupid list and what defeats it. So. If you want to do that, go back and listen to episode 119. I would say the 35 to 40 minute mark. Alex will give you an explanation of what this is. I can tell you what I played. Sure. Go ahead. Tell (laughs) us what you played. Yeah. I mean, um, that scum list is built to counter a lot of things in the meta. It's not particularly great in chance, but everything else it does pretty well in. And it hits far above. It's very unassuming. It hits really hard. Uh, so I try to joust things and then people are like, yeah, that's a stupid scum list. And then they joust it and then they don't do well. (laughs) I had, um, first round was actually a loss to James. Uh, 
pretty good guy. I think he came in like 15th or something like that. He's, he's really good. He went three and two. Uh, you can watch me just get absolutely destroyed on stream. That's always fun. At three one two, um, my second round opponent was like a rebel alpha, and he jousted me, so I jousted him. And um, he had corn horn, and that's really funny for my list because I just pulled off his locks that he wanted to pass over to force him to reroll dice with Lima, and then he held on to another lock with corn, um, so I pulled that off to roll four dice with Manaru who was a champ by taking a plasma and two protorp shops and then another shot before dying. <laughs> um, so that was super fun. My third round opponent was Sean <laughs> from Grand Rapids. That was a salvage match. It, I had a good beginning, uh, an okay middle, and Bosk clutched out with no tokens and just survived three shots on three health, which was cool. Uh, that's won me the game. Uh, also, he blew up his own Rick Ali, though, because he decided to keep shooting Afra, and then Afra exploded, and Rick Ali was in one health. So that didn't work out well for him either. <laughs> but that was fun. Um, my fourth round opponent was Tommy Adams, who I yelled at for not putting target computer on BB-8, because he didn't think BB-8 had a mod slot. Don't know why. <laughs> but he had, uh, like, a BB-8, uh, Shaza... Jess, Pava, Snap, Waxley, and Ray, which sounds like a list that I would fly in resistance. Um, but, you know, I looked at him like, hey, Ray in T-70s? I'll joust that too. Why not? <laughs> um, opening engagement, I looked at BB-8. And I'm like, you jammed Afra because he wanted to start my Babu uh, charges going. So BB-8 is stressed and has no tokens. So I'm just like, I'm going to shoot a plasma dorp at that. I have no problem blowing munitions on small ships. Uh, so then he rolled two of A's, and I told him, no, too bad. Uh, told him to re-roll it, and then he got one shot because he, he didn't roll any uh, evades after that. So he just one-shot BB-8. Uh, Cad Bane solo Jess Pava because Jess Pava only rolled focuses or blanks. So it was like two shots. Cad Bane killed off Jess. And then Ray was just bump trapped until Afra died and blew up everything around it. And I disrespectfully reloaded my two plasma torps at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> because I could. I shot oh both plasma torps and I reloaded both of them. <laughs> uh, no, we had a great game. Uh, he apparently listens like Bespin. So he like heard my list and he's just like, I know I can't joust this. But then, like, I invited him to joust it, and then he did. And then he lost 29 <laughs> to 11, which is embarrassing. I think he put it on a Facebook post. It was hilarious. Uh, my last opponent for that day was a man. His name was Scott, but I don't know anything else. He had Padme Triple Arc. Uh, so I'm like, cool. Just joust me. And then he did. Uh, the first turn was be five straight boosting with cat and then shooting a proton cannon at Jag. And um, uh, Padme never got Protorps off or her ability ever. And I wasted a ship every round until they all died. <laughs> um, that one fortunately was a assault 
one against Tommy Adams was assault. The fifth round back to back, same scenario, which is kind of cool. Because assault's like my best scenario. And then I played Zach Matthews in top uh, eight. And that was chance engagements against a five ship Han list. And that is not what my list wants to do. It punts to that list, and then it did. 22 to 12. And that's because I scored like four points in the last round. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, he was apparently very nervous going in the matchup. And I'm like, no, dude, you, you are going to wreck me. <laughs> you can also watch it on 312. Uh, podcast watch me get absolutely demolished as well on stream again. Yeah, you can see where you started to get a little upset too. Like, it's kind of funny because, like, you have specific mannerisms sometimes. And maybe it's just because I, uh, like, we've been to enough tournaments together. But there's, like, you could tell when there's, Al- you could tell Alex mannerisms when, um, Alex is getting frustrated <laughs> like at what what's going on like I don't know if you're dice I mean you're dice I don't know whatever we I hate blaming dice um I hate blaming dice for any of that type of stuff but um I don't think that was a good matchup for you so no I was I knew I was gonna get just demolished uh the fun fact he never halved any of my ships he just outright killed him <laughs> yeah I know you didn't have to you didn't have to worry about that <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the next. I skipped the other top list because it was a Padme list, and I'm, you know, whatever. We don't need to keep going over the same thing everybody's running all the time. Um, so the next list is a scum list with Surisu with Proton Torpedoes, which I am not sold on, on Proton Surisu. Um, I, I know why people like it. I just, it's not for me. And then Daze has pre Vizsla. Like what is pre Vizsla crew do? Cause I don't, I don't know. What the, yeah. I'm yeah. totally lost. I got to look that up. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so pre Vizsla is nine points and it adds a coordinate. And then while you perform a coordinate action, you could choose a friendly, crew remote instead of a friendly ship and instead of performing an action that ship relocates with a one hard or two straight which is just uh, objectively worse than uh like gleb yeah exactly <laughs> I, I mean did they just not like they couldn't decide what crew they put on and they're like okay you know pre fills everything so sure. white white coordinate for... wait, wait. we we could run ahsoka we could run Ahsoka right here, and exactly. you get the you get the coordinate. I, I whatever. Uh, anyway, whatever. I'm... Um, yes, uh, this list I believe went three and oh, I guess we can finish three and this day. Yeah. <laughs> then you got uh, yeah, you got Dace with with uh, contraband, Moldy Crow, uh, standard loadout, Scum Lebo, and Fen Rao. So it's a fourth, it's a four ship list, and Fen Rao with Cutlet or Cutthroat, which. <laughs> I'm a little confused why we have Cutthroat on here. Fearless, Mando Optics, and Beskar Platy. I guess you can recharge Bando or Beskar, right? With yeah. Cutthroat if something dies. So I guess it's not the end of the world. Um, It is only two points, right? Right. You can also remove an orange or red token, so you can get rid of the stress. All right. If I... the situation you know, is, is better for that than reloading Optics. But does Cutthroat work on any ship or just friendlies, right? It is friendly ships, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got three other ships. And 
I don't know if you want any of those three ships to die. I mean, this. they're going to die, though. Yeah. Like, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> just so, like, send Dace up the middle, and that's it. <laughs> so Fen is six. Lebo is six. So that's 12 points. Sarisu must be four. Yeah, seriously. Four, four. And, and Dace is four. Again, very difficult to build in scum. But he yeah. went three and two. But he was two and two, and his opponent never showed up to the table. And I so, believe, speaking with him, he wants to remove Lebo from the list. He thought it was fun, but he's kind of over not having a good six-point ship. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I would do, like, the Mandalorian or Afra, you know, for those six points. Yeah, Afra all the way. All right. I mean, Dengar is also um, semi-viable as well. Yeah. So long as it's not Han Solo, you're you're pretty good. Yeah. So JJ, what's the next list? So these these lists didn't make cut, but these lists I just kind of found a little bit more unique and thought they might be fun to cover. Um, JJ, what did Stuart Coyle run? So I think this ranks on your number three hated, most hated uh, pilots. Uh, Palop Gadali <laughs> with Marksmanship, uh, Lando, Calrissian, False Transponder Codes, and Moldecro Title. Um, and if you're not familiar um, or haven't heard that name in a while, Palop is that uh, scum HWK that can steal uh, focus tokens from a ship's enemy ships. Or evade tokens. Or evade tokens, that's right. Um, at range uh, zero to two in its arc, and since has Moldy Crow, it has an active front arc and a turret arc as well. So basically, 180 uh, degrees of stealing your tokens. Uh, you got Bosk with uh, marksmanship and expert handling. Lapin uh, with the, which is the Tie Fighter. Lapin uh, with uh, Bar Stable Closure, HLC, and Targeting Computer. That's a great combo. Uh, Cad Bane with Cutthroat, Ion Cannon, Xanadu Blood, and Triple Zero, and then Fen Rao and the Fang Fighter with marksmanship, Mando Optics, okay. and Shield Upgrade. Uh, hold, hold on, I gotta ask. I, I I apologize, but why do I have Cutthroat on Cad Bane here? What am I? Um, is, you're getting of rid of token. Yeah, get but rid of a red token. Yeah, but you get rid of a red token anyway. Cause yeah, every you... other turn, though. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I don't want to bring marksmanship, or you know, or like eliminate... electronic baffle, or yeah. dead man switch. Yeah. Because exactly. all those upgrades are no fun, and I'd rather bring cutthroat. <laughs> I mean, hey. Props to Stewart, make it, you know, three and two with this. On top half of the field. No. And I will say, yes, Paylob is probably not my number three hated ship. But yes, I would be very upset playing against Paylob, though it only really affects Xana in my list because they never, my list never has um, focus or evade tokens. Except, like, yeah. oh, I guess T81. There you go. Oh, there goes my camera. Also, the list had Fen Rao with shield upgrade, Mando optics, and marksmanship. But uh, Lappin with HLC is kind of interesting because that's an I3 mining guild tie. And um, Ion Cannon fits. You just don't get the targeting computer. I, I would rather have the Ion Cannon than the HLC with Lappin, but. Alex, what did Rebel Rogue run? And do we see a ship that I don't think I've ever seen anybody table before? I walked past <coughs> this list and I'm just like, oh, hey, I remember that. And then continued walking. 
So this is like a like a 2.0 list here. Um, you have Snap Waxley with R6D8 and Pattern Analyzer. You have Greer Sono with Heroic and Optics. Greer is after you execute a maneuver, you can rotate your turret for free. Um, well, it's a turret, the rotate action. Oh wait, or maybe is it not? This is going from memory because I haven't flown Greer in a long time. No, it is rotate. It's not a rotate action. So super useful. More time on target than any other A-Wing. Probably wouldn't pay the four points for it right now. But it's a solid... I don't know. There's so many good four-point pilots in Resistance. Um, and one of them is Zori, which I also brought with Dorsal, Wartime, Plasma, Torps, R4. That's your most common Zori you'll see. Brought My Girl Tally with Heroic Marksmanship Trickshot Optics. Uh, and then Elo with M9G8 and Predator. It's... It's a choice. I don't understand how to fly this. I list. don't understand where most of your offense is coming from. <laughs> Hopes um, and wishes. <laughs> yeah, but like those those A wings are getting two hits. Uh, Zori has a plasma torp, and Snap and Elo have three dice. I mean, it feels like this is more of an objective play list um, more than like you know like a kill list. Um, because you got Greer Sornell, you know, just being able to zoom across the board and contest objectives and just keeping that rear arc if you need to. Um, it, it feels like you, you're probably putting more stock in this, the speed of the list uh, to go and contest and block objectives and, and block, you know, who you need to and get shots of opportunity and then you can run away. Um so, I, I mean, I think that's how you would probably play that list. You're not necessarily trying to murder entire list. You're probably just going after one or two key ships and then just go playing objectives the rest of the way. So when you play chance, what do you do? Uh, half points and run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Greer, if Greer was three points, people would like Greer. Because that, yeah. that's a solid three-point ship. Don't even have to give me like heroic optics. You can give me like four points, like Merle does. Uh, I love Greer, but not right now. I think Resistance has something absurd, like twenty-something four-point pilots. So that's a tough choice to, to dig that deep to bring in Greer. Yeah, fair enough. All right, the next list that we have, and we gotta keep moving here. Um, is oddball. Uh, so this is a list. This is Sean. Actually, this is Sean. I didn't, I didn't even realize this. All right. So Sean's running oddball, um, SOC, but not SOC wolf. He instead has expert handling R4P and VTG, uh, Mace Windu 7B, which I don't know why he ran that because he needs Sean. If you're listening, I want to know how many times, uh, Mace Windu died because Every time Sean and I play, his Mace Windu dies. Every time. Like, it's, like, it's forecasted. And he, like, it doesn't matter whether he tries to be Keiju. I kill Mace every time. And I, I don't know why I kill Mace, because I don't even hate Mace that much, to be honest with you. Um, But he ran Mace with um, Heightened Perception, R4P17. Ricolay with Plasmas, Lone Wolf, Marksmanship, and R2C4, which I believe is the droid that lets you spend the Evade to... Yeah. Uh, like a focus token um, yeah, or a calculator token. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like a calc. Yeah. And then we have build your own contrail with Besh Seismic R4A7. 
I'm sorry, R7, A7, and expert handling. Which that's, that's, the expert handling is definitely uh, a little bit different of a choice. I don't know how often you barrel roll with Contrail, but. There's times that I wish I barrel roll with Contrail, but it's still red, so I do it anyways, right? Like, I don't know. Um, he didn't use it in our game, but also Contrail's carrying a crate, so he couldn't anyways, even if barrel. he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that will conclude our pattern analyzer segment for tonight. Um, definitely, we have a few more. There's a, a, a Germany one, uh, another UK one that I want to do, and then a Florida one. But we're sa we'll save those to next week because I really am excited to get into our Republic discussion for list analysis of the meta. Welcome to our Academy One Republic Breakdown. In this Academy 101, we will be covering Republic list building. Essentially, what is the meta list? What are their staples? And how can you deconstruct it? We want to review strengths and weaknesses, kind of how you do obstacle placement, um, how to fly each one of the different lists, and then discuss objective play and maybe how to counter, counter it. Now, I chose Republic specifically because there was so much bloody Republic going on, and I don't think it's going to stop because of the Han stuff. So a lot of people think this Padme arc list is a big counter to Han because that's what... Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but that's what Paul the gentleman, Heaver. Paul Heaver, was making a big thing. That's why he built that list specifically um, that we hadn't seen. So I felt, well, I while I'm not 100% in agreement that this is a Han counter specifically, I will say it does affect the Han list um, to some extent, except for if you're not in Padme's Ark. So if you can get away from Padme's Ark, which is easy to do, um, you you it, the 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 list then just kind of becomes more of an alpha strikey style list. Now, I felt it was like something that I wanted to do tonight over the resistance because I think there's some more nuance in resistance than we have given them credit for, and I think there's a lot more resistance discussion to be had um, than I felt up to for tonight. <laughs> so, um. We are going to go to our Republic section. I will say I added a Republic list, and you guys, you can laugh and make fun of me all you want. I don't care. Um, but I added one that I felt was a uh, is a decent list that may not 100% always show up in the meta, but I think it shows up or could show up more. Now, here is the... This is the uh, very standard basic build. And I think one of the discussions, one of the discussions I think we need to have is whether you take custom build wolf over SOC wolf and in this specific list. So I think we need to add that as a discussion point because I think people are just used to, hey, like this list is very easy to take for a new player to pick up and take the minimal amount of cards, right? You're taking very few cards. Um, there is gimmicks in this list that you will not get as a newer player, but I do think that this list is something that is designed by AMG to some extent to help new players kind of get into the game. So 
who wants to take this list and run it down for us? I'll do it. Okay, JJ, by all means. All right. (laughs) So we got, uh, we'll start off with Anakin, uh, the Siege Coruscant version with Malice, uh, the Incendiary Ion Weapons and R2-D2 Astromech. Uh, We got Padme Amidala with Marksmanship, Passive Sensors, and Proton Torpedoes. Uh, Siege Coruscant Wolf, Jag, and Oddball to round off the list there. So uh, essentially you got uh, three very, very chunky ships in the Arc 170s with Wolf, Jag, and Oddball uh, that can essentially be those Jousting blocks that go down the 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 lane that they're designated to to help uh, gum up and shoot down anything that crosses its path. Um, they work very, very well together because they can uh, provide each other with the necessary tokens that they need uh, on offense uh, for for each ship to to use to get uh, pretty much like double modded shots and such. Um, so if you're not familiar with their abilities, uh, Oddball, after he performs a red action um, he or performs a red maneuver, he can uh, select an enemy ship at range zero one and a friendly ship at range zero three, and allow that ship to gain a target lock on that enemy ship. Um, so you can set yourself up with a lock uh, to um, to be double modded after you perform like a bump red focus with oddball. Um, and if you don't use that target lock, you can uh, wolf can use that target lock. Uh, or if uh, you do use it and you're in the side arc of Jag, Jag can grab a target lock onto that ship. And then wolf, if he has that ship in his arc, can use that target lock that Jag acquired. Um, and then if wolf is also in Jag's side arc, then after he shoots, Jag can reacquire lock onto the same ship, and that just creates that energy bubble that makes them very very efficient on offense now what made its prominence uh, with paul heaver is padme's ability if padme has the attacker in her arc they're not uh, they cannot mod uh, more than one focus uh, during their attack and that makes it um, really difficult for ships that rely on those multiple mods uh, namely han um, to to reliably convert those focus results into hits. Um, and that's mainly why Padme was introduced into this particular uh, archetype. Uh, but you also add in that passive sensors, which allows Padme to acquire lock during her initiative and then shoot those proton torpedoes, uh, most likely after when um, those arcs already like soften up a target, you want Padme to go in there to deliver that punishing blow uh, with proton torpedoes. And then Anakin Skywalker is that initiative six. Um, probably not going to be contributing as heavy uh, to um, to the offense as the rest of the list is. But with the ancillary ion weapons, um, you can use Malice to change a, a hit into a crit. And if it does go through, you can potentially knock out somebody's target lock on one of these arcs. And it just helps keep those ships alive defensively on there. Uh, so that's the, the basic synergy for this list. Yeah, I mean... Uh... The big part about it comes from arcs are pretty chunky. There are three attack out the front, two out the back. All of them can shoot front back. And just that target lock sharing. Like you know, like I said, oddball. Even if you don't get the ability, you get your side arc a jag. You shoot, jag gets a lock. Wolf shoots, he spends jag's lock. If he's at the side, jag gets another lock. So it's like that just triangle. And that bump focus with oddball is huge. Uh, just it, 
you can one set up Padme um, if Padme is close and you don't need the passive. If they have like a lower initiative ship or something, uh, if you bump them, you can just pass the lock to Padme, and Padme can just shoot a focused target locked Protorp. Uh, Anakin is very good for the objectives. He is a nice six, so taking um, a scramble action is pretty good. You got three force. Um, worst comes to worst, if you have an arc around you, you have born for this. Um, also, born for this really helps keep Padme alive for when passive when her passive sensors is active. So if they do start trying to burn down Padme, you can have that at most three focus tokens from your arcs. So that really helps um, with the defense. I think the main strength of this list is that it's hard to burn down arcs fast enough in three of the objectives. And if you do, it's only four points. <laughs> um, and in chance, you have them. That's... Uh, like five damage right <laughs> and you get two points out of it and they're going to be shooting back at you with um three dice and if you surround them they're shooting two of your ships now so it's just a very balanced list um it has been like quote unquote underperforming i guess against han it's not a silver bullet to a han list no. um and this list is very difficult to play um, at a high level, and especially if your opponent knows what they're doing with turn zero uh, rock placement. But you can get away with just straight jousting things with with arcs. That, that, that works for some lists. Um, so that's why it's like the, by far the most popular Republic list. And to answer your question earlier, uh, Tanner, uh, you bring SOC Wolf in this kind of list over Customizable Wolf just because Jag is just reoccurring that target lock the whole time. <clears throat> yeah, so and you get the wolf lots. back, right? You yes. know. Yeah, um, and and born for this again, keeping like Padme alive or maybe any of your other arcs that shot the focus because arcs they care that they have a strain, but it's one die or zero dice, right? It's not like yeah. the biggest. They, they only care so much because, yeah. as I explained last week, you can focus fire on a arc and not be guaranteed to murder it, even in two turns. Sometimes it takes too long to kill an arc. And I think, you know, we talk about <clears throat> how many turns and how much point value do you have to get out of your arcs. Well, if three ships spend three turns shooting one arc to kill it, you've now wasted almost more than a quarter of the game murdering four points and that's you know like when we talk about the han list right like han is really good because it's i6 it can double tap han's decently maneuverable um though you know where han wants to be <laughs> by rock placement um and i think this list is, gives you some more versatility to it um and if you are really good at aces like this list is great for, uh, uh, I know only one's an ace player, but this is a great list for an ace player because you can use the one ship as an ace and everything else as a hammer um, for it. And I think, you know, again, that kind of talks about what is the strategy? Do you always run Padme with the arcs? Can you run Padme as on the side and then kind of use her as a pincer of some sort? You know, do you always want to run in a standard block with this list? 
you know? Yeah, I think that if you're if you're a player that wants to get the maximum out of this particular list with Padme, um, this is one of those um, this is one of those lists where you want to deploy Padme um, like offset from the the arc block, um, so that way you can give her enough space to come in um, for when you're planning to set up the initial engagement um, and come in from like another vector. Um, so that way she can potentially be modded with a um, with a an evade token um, in the event that your opponent decides to turn all the attention into Padme, um, or um, if you're uh, just within um, in range to get a proton torpedo off, you can just use that passive sensors in there. Um, you don't want to set up Padme right next to the Oryx, mainly because you're going to run into a, a, an issue when it comes to turning, uh, because that is the hardest part about this list is learning how to stagger the Oryx, so that way you can create kind of like a stepladder formation, and that way they can all uh, either turn in hard uh, or gradually turn in with banks and, um, and keep time on target that way. Um, now, if you're countering this list here, uh, like uh, like Alex said, setting up the the turn zero is very very key, right? Because you want to set up uh, a good cluster of um, of rocks um, towards like creating like a line where they have to sift out and like spread out, so that way they're not all have the same arcs on target. And if you're able to do that, uh, you're able to um, to really focus fire down these arc 170s and burn them down, um, especially if you happen to catch one outside of the arc of Padme. Um, you're able to really focus all your efforts going in there. The other part of it too is don't be afraid to go against Padme Amidala. She can definitely mess up your your offense with her ability. Um, but at the same time, if you roll blanks um, or if you roll natural hits or crits, um, then you don't have to worry about it. And I can tell you, as a person who's been testing out Padme Amidala pretty extensively these last few weeks uh, for Nickel City League, uh, I can tell you that a lot of times people just get around Padme by just rolling good um, and not having to worry too much about the focuses on there. Uh, so, it, it, and she can burn down fairly easy, especially if she did not do the three straight or the four straight to, um, to properly like get her, her full token there. So, um, <laughs> you know what Padme hates? A, a, a Padme hates rogues. Yes. <laughs> good rolling rogues. <laughs> That's oh, what yeah. she hates. Oh Yeah. Yeah, honestly, for me, um, I've I've kind of gone away from using Jag and uh, and turned to Luminara, um, so that way I can, what? Uh, yeah, because you can um, when a when an attacker is attacking one of your friendlies, you can use Luminara that they don't have the, the their target in the bullseye and turn down one of their hits into a focus. Um, so you can aggressively proc Padme's ability a lot more. Um, and then I have Juke on Padme so that we can do it on offense as well. Um, and it's been working pretty good. Um, I, I I actually prefer that to really make Padme work um, over Jag, honestly. that's the, But that's me. That's my preference. So. Yeah, Padme's ability doesn't come up too much, but you can force it to come up with someone yeah. like Lumi and Juke. Yeah. And that's why mm -hmm. it's good. Yeah. All right. 
So with this list, obstacle placement is very imperative. Uh, so if you get to go first, is are you in this list? Do you want to be first player or second player for turn zero? Um, you want to be uh, second player for turn zero. The reason being is that you can see where your opponent's going to place that first rock and make sure that the um, the rocks, the largest rocks that they're going to place, is going to be on the far end as much as possible. Um, and then after you do that, you can see where they deploy their ships, and then that way you can counter deploy in the right uh, area and set your ships up so that way they can come in on <clears throat> uh, and have a path to uh, joust uh, the more effective way. And don't be afraid to split up the arcs um, in the beginning on turn zero, especially if you can find multiple paths for them to converge on a vector. Um, so that way they can set up the jousting blocks. Um, you just got to make sure that whenever you're dialing in the maneuvers for that arc that's offset, uh, that you account for the amount of space that they have to cover in order to catch up for those straight jousting arc 170s and kind of slow down those arc 170s. Uh, and so that way the flanking one can catch up and get shots in uh, on the same time. Alex, any other thoughts on turn zero? Uh, there's a pretty easy, not, not like easy, but if you know a way to block like the convergence of arcs, this list gets significantly more difficult to pilot. Um, it, it, I can't explain it because <laughs> like we don't have like visuals or anything, and it's very convoluted. But there's there's ways like where you just kind of you can't shimmy a couple arcs through this area and that's uh, really devastating to this kind of list uh, you have to be very good at flying three different initiative arc medium base ships uh, and that's that's kind of the difficult part uh, so turn zero is pretty important but if your opponent doesn't know how to do that uh, things get a lot easier because you can kind of spread out those obstacles bring some smaller ones and have your arcs actually do a lot of work. So, and really, we talk about objective placement with this list. So, like, obviously, um, are you picking up crates with this list? Do you want to pick up crates? Uh, do you do you really, like, assault is pretty easy if you can get some objectives in your cluster formation of where you're going to fly. And I think it's very telltelling with this list. Like, this list is very... If you put a block of three <coughs> together, we know where your arcs are going to be. We we just know, like it's it's it. We know you're going to go there, and then then obstacles are going to come in to you know block you. So the question is 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 there a way to kind of fool your opponent maybe a little bit with obstacle placement? For um, yes. Sorry. Objective placement. I apologize. That's what I meant. Like assault, you you have the advantage because you have three medium base ships. Yeah. So you want to maybe put a rock that's a little bit offset so they can't put exactly between uh, two objectives. Um, and if you're going against it, you want you want to spread out your um, objectives to like a two and a half kind of or like a yeah like two and a half kind of range from the center instead of directly at like two, just to kind of push it out a little bit. Especially if you have large bases, large bases will make both those objectives, but medium ones won't. Uh, 
but yeah, like assault, you you have the advantage going to assault unless you're going like against a lot of large base ships, and that's not too big of a thing in this meta. But for like salvage, you know, like Jag has no problem picking it up just because he gets locks. Um, all your arcs can share focuses too, so really you can pick them up. You probably drop them more because they're one agility, but you can like pick it up and not worry too much about action efficiency. You probably aren't getting one rounded off the board. And uh, depending on how you play Padme, if you don't boost with her a lot or barrel roll with her a lot, she's not too bad of a crate carrier. Worst comes to worst, she can five straight get an evade and focus. I mean, I guess same with Anakin with the force and evades, but. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty, it's, it's okay on salvage, probably a little bit better than average, great at assault, scramble, you, you have Anakin, so that helps a little bit, and again, your actions aren't the most, like, you can get away with one arc uh, hitting the button, so, it's yeah, a solid all-around objective list, and we already and, talked about chance, right, because that's, yeah, <laughs> And, and the other part, too, for Scramble, too, is that since they, they're medium bases, you can essentially set yourself up to uh, block your opponent from claiming those objectives, especially with, like, Jag. Um, he's really good at Initiative 3 just going into um, the area where an objective is and just setting up a block to prevent your opponent from claiming um, that particular um, Scramble. So, yeah. All right, anything else about this list, or shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's go on to the next. All right. Anakin and Friends is the title of this one. This one is... I, I don't know. Anakin was a friend in the other one, wasn't he? I mean, I don't know. Alex, what is this list? Okay, so this is um, a 7B Anakin, which you'll see occasionally. In uh, this particular one, this is uh, what you would typically see on Anakin, is a Predator R4P17 and Shield Upgrade. Uh, R4P17 works pretty good with Anakin's ability. Um, you know, still get an action after the red thing, or red maneuver. Uh, you can spend a force to get rid of the stress, and then do your normal action. You get two free actions. Um, this also has SOC Oddball, SOC Jag. And this says Contrail with Proton Bombs dedicated R4P and the Bash config giving it the slots. And then you have Boost with dedicated. Uh, boost being I3 is also the same with Jag. Contrail and Oddball are I5. And then you got Anakin and I6. And it is a relatively hard-hitting list that has a little bit of durability with dedicated. And people are bad against bombs, so Contrail's great. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Also, you have a you run the risk of hitting your own arc one seventies with a bomb. Yeah, so. they could take a bomb. They're good. They got three shields. So for four did, did, did you really make this list? Because I mean, there's only two dedicated in here, Alex. I didn't make this list. Just saying, there's only two dedicated. What's going on, man? So I think this is one of the cases where I would actually prefer custom uh, wolf over Jag in this scenario, just because I four and um, you can take advantage of uh, Wolf's ability a little bit more um, for offense, but still, uh, it's, it's still pretty solid uh, either way. And if you bring like a build your own Wolf, you can also bring Slider, who's the same initiative as Wolf as well. Exactly. Because yep. you have two options for the Z95s, one being a three and one being a four. 
Yeah, I like Although, boost better than slider. Yeah, I was gonna say it, using boost ability on those arc one seventies. Uh, that's that's pretty nice. Boost can only <laughs> use it for himself. Oh, you can't. I thought boost was. It might no, be that's like a, a obscure torrent that no one ever uses. No, I'm thinking of Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulk. Yeah, no, boost lets you just boost in the system phase if uh, the boost action. Sorry, not in the system phase. At the start of engagement, if you or a ship around you at range one has done a blue maneuver. Yeah, that's and that is really good. There's been so many times where like I'm playing a buddy or something and he's like, cool, I have this amazing range one target lock shot with Defender Vader. And I'm like, well, I'm going to boost right past you because uh, <laughs> I don't want to be shot by that. <laughs> and there's like my most my most fun boost I've ever done with boost was back in 2.0. I had a procket on him. Oh, it might have been 2.5, early 2.5. I had a procket on boost. I did like a two hard. I blocked Boba Fett. Another ship around me did a blue. So I boosted past Boba Fett. So it's like a 45 degree block and lined up my procket to shoot the hawk behind Boba Fett. <laughs> um, uh, so you can do silly shenanigans with that. I love boost. With dedicated, you can actually really control the side arc where you can use dedicated with boost at the engagement you see and you know where every ship is so you can adjust that angle that dedicated but slider is also better for like selfish because <laughs> that side slip he doesn't drop and he can do it while stressed because it's a blue side slip that's right side slip and boost is it's disgusting so with this list this is obviously definitely not a block formation type list right you're you're not block forming anywhere uh, with this type of list. So, so so what's your what's the idea behind how you play this list? There's a couple different ways, right? You can have Anakin buy people, or you can have Anakin um, doing a not literal lone wolfing it, uh, just being around. Because like uh, Oddball and Jag, they're not too tethered, but they're. I mean, you want to have um, someone in Jag side arcs. Um, an oddball can facilitate like Contrail if you uh, just take the focus with them and then pass him the, the lock for that bash. Uh, but basically, yeah, I mean, you just have oddball, Jag somewhere pretty close, boost pretty close to that, and then you got a solid line of ships. You can flank with Contrail. You can try to bait with Contrail, which is what you probably should do because you got proton bombs, so people will follow you. And then Anakin just comes in as the hammer, and he tries to just ace people off the board while Oddball and Jag do a lot of damage. Yeah, this feels like a hammer and anvil type list, right? You know, you want to soften people up with Anakin, and then Oddball and Jag can uh, come in and take care of the rest, right? Uh, since they will most likely still be double modded or at least single modded. And um, and if you try against, to uh, go against Anakin, just with that 7B uh, chassis ability to uh, kind of get out of dodge and arc dodge if you need to, um, you're, you're probably going to leave yourself uh, flanked by the rest of the list. And it's, it's very tough to prioritize who you want to take on in this list. Now, that being said, Arc 170s are still one agility ships, um, so they can be burned down rather fast. So if you are playing this list, um, you don't want to leave your um, your Arc 170s unprotected. They can tank two, maybe three hits. 
Uh, but once they start going into that hole, uh, those critical effects can really uh, mess up the effectiveness of those Arc 170s. Um, so make sure you um, keep any close by to uh, make sure you can punish anybody who's ignoring them. All right. So setup-wise for this list, right? <clears throat> so setup-wise, this list is a little bit more versatile. You don't need to fly in blocks. Obviously, Anakin's going in kind of in a corner to do a flanking maneuver, or Anakin could be going next to the arcs to say, "Hey, if you are going to jar- joust, I'm going to put Anakin there." And guess what? You're not gonna, who you're not going to kill is Anakin. Um, <clears throat> Anakin could die, but Anakin being able to throw those crits is pretty. That's pretty good, right? You know, like the the, the ability to get that off with the re rolls um, is super good. So. With this list, objective-wise, where are you placing objectives? Like, this list probably does not suffer to any specific objective. It feels decently well-rounded to every single one. Yeah, I think you can play one objective deep on your side just for... Um, for, for which boost. scenario, man? You gotta pick it. You gotta, <laughs> sorry, you for guys, for salvage. That's what I meant. No, I'm you. sorry. For salvage, you can place one uh, really deep back because you have a boost uh, who can uh, go in and just grab that fast if you need to. Even if he's not using his ability on himself, he can still so back up the rest of the list with it uh, with the Arc 170s. Um, or Contrail as well, although Contrail does like that, like that boost lock um, linked action there. Uh, but those are, are options there for you. I would still consider using Oddball and Jag, especially if they're slow rolling as well, to be those cargo carriers, um, just to attract people towards their front arcs um, and, uh, and make them joust you. Um, in order for Anakin to come in from the side and then boost can go deep into the enemy territory, get around them and grab the objective on that side. If they happen to neglect that over there, um, that's how I would play that. Yeah. Salvage I think is the weakest for this most lab, but so I'm very aggressive with my contrail. So I'm almost boosting every round. So I like having um, the ability to boost with contrail. I like having boost, uh, being able to actually boost. Again, it gets you out of a lot of crazy situations. I understand it's a two-point ship and it's a good salvage carrier. It just kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, uh, assault, same thing. You got arcs. You have a boost who can get to places that they might not have expected because he has an engagement phase boost. And then Anakin can do whatever he wants. He's really good in scramble uh, with that uh, fine-tuned controls, being able to boost or barrel roll and then do your action is critical for um, scramble, especially when you have more force that you can burn. Yeah, and I think so, you know, and I think when we talk about obstacles, this one, again, this list is more versatile, right? You don't have to, you, here to me, I think you take um, gas clouds, right? Like I think that's kind of what you want to take more than rocks, because you don't care as much if you get ionized in the long run. You still get your focuses. Um, Can't born for this one. You're strained though. All right, I guess that's fair. That's I guess that's fair. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can pretty much bring any obstacle. Um with this list and I'm pretty sure you there's probably a correct way of setting up obstacles 
with this list, but I don't think it matters as much as, um, like I said, the Padme list before this. Yeah, because in this list, you don't have to worry about, you know, making sure Padme gets the arcs at the same time. And, and like, so in this list, you don't, you, your goal is not as much to create like a three objective zone where you could plant, you know, a specific ship <laughs> to grab three objectives in one round. Um, I think, you know, you put the one at the back and you pick who's going to pick it up. Is it going to be boost? Is it going to be contrail? Is it going to be one of your arcs? You, you, your, your biggest issue here is if you give an arc a crate, where's the firepower? They have to come to you. And maybe that's not the end of the world, right? You know, um, I mean, they have 4Ks for Christ's sake. Like they can 4K and make it white too. <laughs> so like, yeah. that's kind of the best part about that. Is like you can be stressed with the with an arc and still 4K. You don't get an action, but you can do it. You can still R4P. What, what are you saying? No, R4P is uh, not it's advanced basic. maneuvers, basic maneuvers. Yeah, basic maneuvers only. Oh. So you well, can do the three then. hard or the four straight. Oh. All right. Well, that's dumb then. Or more usually make your two hard a blue after uh, you do a 4K. Yeah. All right. Well, he's only two points. We had a big, incredible as far as mini Leia. <laughs> um, but either way, so so uh, to me, I would be, I would, I don't know. I guess I, I, I know you don't want to be strained, but I like to me either you bring small obstacles or, um, you're bringing your what's gonna call it gas clouds to, to to mess with some of the other ships. But I don't know anything else on this list before we move on. I think so. Nope. All right. The next list that we have is, I called it rickety whack, um, in honor of Rick and Morty this weekend. Um, but like this, <laughs> this is a, again, we, we're using similar pieces with the oddball and Jag. This one has more of the dedicated feel with boost and slider. Those are your objective pieces, blah, 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 blah. I then threw Mace Windu in there. That four points could be whatever you want. Like you a lot of people are running wolf instead of mace. I think it's a, a play style thing. Um, and then I put Rick in there. And again, that this could be anything you could put Padme in there. You could put Anakin in there. This is like your saladish, um, six ship list. And, and, and the idea behind it is I just wanted you to be able to have a six ship list that can be versatile in different matters. And, you know, in my world, I don't run a lot of Republic, but in my world, I love Rick and I love Daredevil Rick personally, but that's just me. I like Daredevil Rick. Um, I like my Daredevil Rick with plasmas as well, though you probably don't need them. I don't, I don't know if you have to have plasmas. I think it just kind of, I don't know it, you could put passive sensors on there, but I don't think I would do that it, it, again. To me, it's more of the plasma let me take my plasma torpedo and Rick's either going to shoot a primary because of the maneuver they did, or they're going to shoot a plasma, whatever benefits that situation. Um, I'm yeah, that, a daredevil Rick though, but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, is yeah. R four P over R four, honestly. Um, just so you can get like a three R that's blue is, is pretty yeah. nice as opposed to like the one or two banks. Or like yep. the one bang, the one straight kind of thing. I like plasma torps on Rick as an option, just because he does shoot range three, and it's a very good opening kind of thing. Being I five, uh, you get a lock. Um, shoot the 
shoot the plasma, and you're going to do more damage on average than you would be just having a normal gun. Yeah. And to me, Daredevil Rick is like, I don't know, maybe that's just a staple to me because that's what I'm used to, but yeah, it, it dramatically improves the time on target. You know, it just gives Rick so many more options. But again, the idea behind this is more so that this is a six ship Republic list, right? This list is designed to be somewhat of a, like a hammer, but at the exact same token has the ability to be objective based, right? You have boost and slider. Um, both will have uh, uh, abilities to have time on target. Both of them are going to have the ability to basically say, uh, whoever you shoot at, as long as they're in my side arc, you know, like I like having both boost and um, slider because boost allows you to still be able to boost to get out of arcs and still provide a, a dedicated reroll, right? And slider allows you to take that and then do your side slip, and it's just crazy the position slider can be in um, for this. Uh, this list, the hard time I think this list has is like extreme damage output, right? So if you're going up against a lot of health in like a chance engagement, you're going to have a harder time, but you're also not going to bleed points either, right? You're, there's not, you're not bleeding a million points. If they half an arc, like you said earlier, it's five health, right? To, to bleed an arc and, and you have selfless. So when they start throwing crits, which is a big thing now, you just go, oh, you were going to half jag? Mm, don't worry about it. Uh, you haven't shot at all, Paul. <laughs> like he's good. He'll take the crit on his shields. Don't worry. And oh, we got an extra shield too, baby. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, I don't know. Uh, to me, this feels like a defense um, based and oriented list. And again, you can sub mace and brick out for other ships based on your play style. Um, but to me, this is what I would call the quintessential objective style based list where this one is looking not to kill you with damage, but to plank away and then do objectives for you. Thoughts. Yeah, I, I would actually, and this is just me. My jank thoughts is, uh, just subbing out plasmas and R four and Rick for Juke, um, and then hilariously enough, if you're if you do like a three bank or three straight right, and you end up near slider, um, at the engagement phase, you can dare devil boost then, and um, not what slider turn. does. That's not what slider does. Not even close. That's not what boost does. JJ, <laughs> boost is only for himself. Golly, yeah, you're right. I keep on thinking that. I don't know why I keep on thinking that. Sorry. But still, anyway, um, Juke on on Rick, you know, since he likes to go fast uh, all the time there, um, you can, you know, as long as you have a, if you set yourself up correctly and your dice are, or if you're really going to go dice heavy, I do like um, that Juke Daredevil combo um, just because you can be ultra aggressive with Rick if you need to and get out if you need to and just really, make rick a nuisance uh with his uh his ability to get out there now i do agree with alex r4 p17 uh definitely or sorry uh r4 p r4 p is the one that uh reduces the basic maneuvers uh definitely really really good on the nabu just to have that heart three available um and it makes rick uh rick style open up so much better uh so that way you can um reliably uh, constantly get those um, 
those tokens up there and hopefully go faster than your opponent uh, to to have Rick be a more reliable three die attack, especially if you're going up against like large bases or medium bases. Um, they typically can't go as fast without the fear of going into an obstacle or overlapping a friendly ship. Um, so you're more likely to get Rick's ability off against those ships uh, rather than some of the smaller bases. Um, but yeah. Yeah, if you want to make it like a slightly more versatile list, and then I was, you know, a, a staple of Republic. But if you put in SOC Anakin instead of Mace, you suddenly have, you know, a nice ace play. You got a nice six uh, to, to help uh, back up Rick. It was pretty solid. I mean, like, um, this kind of list, like six ships, uh, you can spread out. Uh, they can. Yeah, you got some pieces that can operate independently of each other. And I don't think it's like particularly bad at any objective. Chance might be a little bit iffy because you're not uh, putting a lot of damage, but you will eventually wear people down. And I think Rick is a little bit underutilized right now in the meta. Yeah, and the exp I think in this style of list, I think Rick works very well. Um, and again, you can sub any of these those four point ships out. If you want a third arc, you could put a third arc in there. If you want an Anakin to have a little bit more ace play, you could put it in there. I chose Mace and Rick just because to me, Mace is, is that pseudo ace that a lot of people sleep on. Um, unless you're Sean, uh, then don't run, don't run Mace because you lose Mace all the time. <laughs> but um, just kidding. But I, I don't know. Like I, I enjoy the mace play, and I really enjoy Rick. And I agree with you. I think, I think people. I don't know. I think if we want to say, hey, Padme might not be as good as we thought she was. This list has extreme consistency, and can play objectives. That's what this list yeah. can do. You know. Um, it'd be better if we had some bombers that we could take, but you know, we really don't get. Very good bombers. <laughs> hey, honestly, I think right now some of the most underrated ships in the Republic right now are those uh, cheap three-point Y-Wings. Um, I think that they definitely have a place in the Republic meta that we're just, we just haven't seen Rise of Prominence as of yet. Um, but they, they definitely have a place in the Republic meta. I mean, also, like knocking down jag to like kickback like soc kickback and then bumping up clt mace the 7p mace is also not a bad option yeah uh, you're seeing that a little bit more in the meta someone will knock down a four point ship to uh one of those soc torrents to bump up a four ship into 7b mace you saw a little bit at crossroads um and a couple other tournaments here and there yeah i think the 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 objective play here they do very well so i don't know if we need to go through that uh, obstacle placement here doesn't matter as much i mean if you they do place the arcs together you want to make sure that they can't have an easy lane yeah, but don't, don't make those obstacles tight too because you have six shifts yeah <laughs> you need um, a little bit of space for slider boost and rick yes yep you want things you don't need things in corners but you need things spread out so you're looking for you know like a base and a half with minimum uh for everything or small you know? obstacles too small obstacles are fine yes. when you have that amount of shifts 
Yep, because you're not CIS. You can't land on them. <laughs> I will still land on them. I just don't get a benefit. All right, all right. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, fair enough. I need that. All right, anything else about this list before we wrap up the segment? No, no, I mean, I think we're... Yeah, and, uh, and, a lot. and just a reminder for, you know, newer players are trying to look into getting into these um, into these factions and, like, you know, using these meta lists. Um, just because they are good now doesn't mean there are not other good lists that are waiting to be discovered and play that. Um, as always, I encourage you, try out different combinations of ships. You, know, you could be the next Duncan Howard in making and find that one combo that works really, really well for you. And who knows, we'll be seeing you our worlds with that great list. If you're looking for a cheap ProTorp carrier and you don't like flying Padme, Gavin Sykes is also four points and he gets in yeah. council. Yeah, he has a mod slot. Just throwing that out there. Might be a little bit of a spoiler of a Republic list I'm working on. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was our Academy 101 segment covering meta Republic lists, how to play them, how to defeat them, and why Padme is not as scary as Luke is. Just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> thank I mean, you Luke all. is like one of the scariest ships in the game. <laughs> he should be scared of Luke. <laughs> thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We had an amazing run tonight. Uh, any of the store champs we did not get to. I think my camera is tilted, I just realized. Any of the store champs we did not get to, um, we will get to next week. And um, just as a, a kind of a precursor, if you were in the Michigan area and you want to go to another store champ, Grand Haven is having one next weekend. The probability of me being there is probably like 10% right now because uh, my daughter is having surgery on Tuesday. So um, I am committing to absolutely nothing for the next three weeks um, in an effort to uh, make sure I'm available to help out uh, as needed. So we'll, we'll know a little bit more next week. Uh, it should affect the podcast uh, because the longest I can be at the hospital is eight o'clock. So, um, I might ask the guys for a little bit of help building the show. Uh, but next week, we're going to cover the resistance and medalists for that for our Academy 101 segment. We're also going to be talking a little bit about XTC. Uh, we are not going to go into detail uh, unless we find a bunch of cool lists. Um, so maybe JJ and Alex will look into see if there is any um, non-meta cool lists that we want to cover. Um, and if not, then it is what it is, and we'll just kind of cover a little bit of an update. Um, so, I don't know. JJ, when does XTC week conclude? Is it Saturday or Sunday? Uh, Saturday, yeah. So, today we already had some of the first games for XTC already start. Um, so, uh, yeah, they go all the way up until Saturday, uh, which would be the end of the week. Yeah, so JJ, maybe JJ will help us and throw a quick XCC update each week in there for where teams stand, how his team's doing, all that type of thing. And um, I don't, well, hopefully there's a couple cool lists, but if not, we're not going to cover lists. I'm not going to go over a bunch of meta stuff based uh, for XCC. I, I just don't care, I guess. I apologize. I just don't care enough um, for it. And yeah, and maybe somebody will convince AMG to give me a... Um, Mr. Bones card at some point. That'd be fantastic. Man. And oh, resistance. Because uh, I'll tell you, I wanted to sell my resistance, but if somebody came up with a Mr. Bones card, I 100% would not get rid of resistance. And and I would give up CIS to only fly Mr. Bones ever. I love Mr. Bones so much. 
My favorite character in Star Wars ever. Hands down. All right. Thank you all. Have a good night. And we will see you next week. 9 p.m. Eastern, 2100 UT, or Eastern, whatever. 2100 Eastern, 100 UTC. Thank you all. Have a good night. And we'll see you on the flippity flop. Have a great weekend, everybody. Did you just say have a great weeded everybody? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh fuck, I forgot we we didn't even do Thrawn. Oh fuck. Nah, it's it's late. Man.